And it had to be Little St. James, didn't it? Not it's regular St. James. <laughs> well. Little St. James, but the T S is backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Toys R Us. They've academized the Little St. James. The island is announced by a lispy kid. <laughs> okay. All, All right, right, Alice, I got a countdown. All right, three, two, one, mark. Sweet. Nice. Okay. So, um, mm. Britain's 100% racist now. Yeah, it turns out. Wow. Who, uh, who thought that uh, so slow that, that sorry let me, let me take that again who would have who would have thought that uh, Britain actually ended up b- leaving the European Union and now it can be a hundred percent racist instead mm. of forty nine percent racist and still call itself not racist I mean as I yeah. said before Britain both invented racism and then via Brexit has decided to download the racism DLC and mm. uh, it's got the expanded version uh, we're, we're being we're being racist to white people uh, now we yeah. were, we're, we're, we're setting people out britain's potential yeah i mean i think that you know i mean i want to congratulate the people of britain for putting in all this hard work to get to 100 percent racism mm. i think you know you can't you it's been a good season it's for like racism you, in got every, you, you, you might have taken months but you got every star in mario 64 yeah. it's like that exactly. we, 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 we managed... two very different things we have football yeah. manager on the one hand and like mm. super mario on the other well, you could even say it's, it's like Red Dead, genders. like uh, Britain's completion of racism is like where you do Red Dead and you make sure mm. to catalog every single animal yeah. you've made, <laughs> every racism single outfit. side quests, yeah. like, you know, the- Pep Guardiola vowing that next yeah. time we're going to do 110% racism. Yeah, yeah. I was just like you about- have to shoplift from a Bulgarian store to get 100%. <laughs> Real PE teacher energy there on the 110%. Mm. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant on the energy of just being really racist. I mean, <laughs> what, what we're talking about here, of course, is that um, Stormzy uh, went on an interview where asked, is Britain racist? He was like, yeah, definitely, 100%, meaning yes. Uh, but then they uh, ITV quoted him in the headline as saying, Britain is 100% racist. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is... <laughs> It, it, I mean, it wasn't in bad faith wrong. at all to, to have <laughs> no. the headline yeah. be Stormzy. Every British person is saying slurs constantly. Yeah. It's like the headline, it might as well have been Storm, Stormzy says, I'm going to come to the town of like, you know, Nonsington Haven and do the knockout game on you. <laughs> Damn. Just imagine that loads said, of- No, go ahead. So, like, people around, like, Stormzy is, like, 100% of Britain, people in Britain are saying slurs 100% of the time, and people in, like, you know, like, deepest Bedfordshire slamming down the newspaper going, how does he know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just struck by the idea of Stormzy put- <laughs> coming to your nan's house to call her a racist. <laughs> Amazing. The worst thing that could possibly happen to anybody. <laughs> well, indeed. Um, My nan would have forgotten about it in, like, half an hour. <laughs> like, have at it, Stormzy. <laughs> um, anyway. Someone from the council came round. <laughs> Just asking to see Stormzy's ID. He, he fixed me downstairs loot. You don't have a downstairs loot. Yeah, he fixed me downstairs loot. Hello and welcome back to this uh, bonus episode of Trash Future. Happy Boxing Day! Um, uh, it's it's we're, we're Boxing it's Day, the day where Stormzy knocks everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally playing the knockout game. Yeah, hell yeah! The, the, it's it's Boxing Day. It's the day where we all box. It's the day where we all put the shit we didn't mm. want in a box. And it's the day where we break out of the box imposed uh, boxes imposed mm. upon us by society. Mm. Um, also, crucially for legal reasons, the knockout game, not to be confused with uh, early two thousands game show featuring Chief Ke- Ch- Keith Chegwin, it's a knockout. <laughs> Very different. What? <laughs> it's, it, it's a knockout game. <laughs> is such that? a 
Chris Jaguar's knocked my nan out. What? (laughs) I love how confused Riley is right now. How do you have a memory for this kind of early 2000s British cultural pure ephemera? What is not to love? Keith Chegwin, (laughs) Melinda Messenger, huge inflatable obstacles. Mm. I mean, you know. It's a royal knockout game, even. Just even worse. (laughs) <laughs> oh, damn, it's a non-sound. Buzzing. It's me, Riley. We've got Alice on the phone. Yes, we do. Hello. Uh, we got Nate on the boards. Hello, it's me. Uh, we got Milo drinking some water. Yeah, it's me, your boy. Always keep drinking water. I'm the Johnny son of this podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes, that's right, everybody. Podcast. Mi- turned out Milo was an alien the whole time. Mm. Damn. Um, and uh, we also have uh, Devin of No Last Name fame who's going to talk to us about this new habit of teaching fundamental British values, quote unquote, 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 in schools to children and why it's weird. Good evening. I'm going to talk to you about what it means when the British government mandates Britishness and then forces everyone to coalesce to it. Oh, isn't that just the empire? <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> I, I love um, that we have a secret informant now. Like. Mm. Deep cover. However, um, <laughs> Johnny I mean, Two Fingers. Iceman. It's like what they say, take him out, make him look like an accident. It's actually the mafia still respecting the pronouns. So here's uh, here's what we're going to start with. We're going to start with a startup. Uh, and it's a startup that has been posting quite a bit of cringe. Mm. Oh, no. Not on Maine. Uh, yeah, it's been posting <laughs> cringe in the economy, no less. Oh, um, I'd love that, it if a startup had a locked alt. <laughs> so here's yeah. how we're going to do. It's called White Hat. Amazing. Fantastic. Uh-huh. And it's nothing to do with chefs. It was originally called Pith Helmet, but it rebranded. <laughs> no, Fundamental British Values. It's going to be Pith <laughs> Helmet again. Exactly. It's, it has nothing to do with Syria, I hope, too. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Um, no. Contentious topic. Yes. Uh, white Hat. White Hat. So like White Hat hackers? Like- no, nothing quite so useful. Okay. Of course not. No. So white hat hackers are like the ones like hackers who like help like a pen like a penetration test. Yeah, companies yeah. figure out their vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's like a, that, that's a that's a, a useful thing where you can point to some value that they add to a process. This is not that. Mm. Hmm. I met a guy in Moscow who used to work for like the Russian intelligence service and now runs like a, a hire a Russian hacker company because it's been such a like international branding success for Russian hackers where he just like hi he has all these like hackers that work for him he just hires them out internationally like, he's like well everyone knows we have the best hackers and I'm not sure well I'm not sure that is what everyone knows no. uh, again Milo you're you're too useful Devin yeah. do you have any guesses before we move on White Hat <sighs> I'm gonna be useless on this one I can't think of anything. Well, I'll, I'll give you the first line of their vision statement. Perfect. Amazing. We are White Hat, a tech startup democratizing access to the best... Hats. Blank. Hats. Hats. <laughs> Children. Artisan cheeses. Devin, closest. White Hat no. pedophiles. Perfect. I don't <laughs> feel they, they, they are not pedophiles. I like the idea of a waitress for pedophiles. Like, I want only the best <laughs> children. I want these children <laughs> to have a happy life. We are I want them sh- to have been reared on a farm. <laughs> we, are we, are, we, are, we are are boxing this topic off. <laughs> um, no, no. Access to the best. Uh, Tina Turner singles. Again, uh, teen, stick with that. 
Oh, okay. You're you just boxing that topic off. <laughs> yeah. So no. is, is it like is it like a like an on-demand survey thing where your product can be evaluated by rude teens that will roast it? <laughs> Again, that would be more useful. He's literally than what they just are. We have a science cousin to, to like give you roast your product. Yeah. We have a, bu- a bunch of seventeen-year-olds around the world who will look at your product and tell you it's lame AF. Mm. We are a purpose-driven organization, so note that down in your bingo cards. They're not just a bunch of like fuck-arounds who come in and smoke bongs in an office all day. Damn, they may also be that. <laughs> we are. We do not know if they are. Yeah. We are a purpose-driven organization that believes blank are essential to driving greater opportunity. That's why we work with a truly diverse and exceptional group of young people. Uh, Is it like high, like a oh, uh, score an intern who works for free service? Pointed Shut at Nate up. and clicked. Yes. What? The fuck? No. Fuck out of here. No. You of just, course you just rent much- a teen? <laughs> of course. <laughs> teen. Uh, it's much. We used to call that Backpage.com in my day. Of <laughs> yeah. course. It's has done a lot of damage, okay? <laughs> it's mm. much, much more complicated and stupid than what Nate said. But yes, Nate essentially You're has hiring it. them for their high stem cell count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got, we, we, need so, we need people with like fresh and full pineal glands to come mm. and do our startup. God, yes. No, so we are a tech startup founded to ensure young people have the access to the best career-focused apprenticeships on offer. Mm. Uh, got it. Okay. So it's like Tinder yeah. for a job where they don't have to pay you very much. It's where you apprentice. And um, here's where they start posting cringe. Their About Us page has the following lyrics on it. Oh, no. no. Start, here we go, folks. Started from the bottom. Now we're no. here. Oh, yes. No. Also playing MySpace background music. <laughs> started from a merely five million dollars of investment and so remember remember that line started from the bottom now we're here is about the story of white hat becoming a successful apprenticeship search and placement tool also they're a tech company for some reason i don't know how and after having read about them pretty closely and read about them on other publications i'm no closer to understanding how they're a tech company other than just they have a website wait so that basically what they do is they help you recruit people who will work for you for free uh, well, well, we'll explain how that works. So they've invented slave trading. Not, not mean, quite. I'm <laughs> currently doing that with my year tens for work experience. It was, it, it was a pith helmet all along. <laughs> Damn. Here's the next bit of cringe they post. You've got 99 problems, but a job ain't one. Oh, shut oh, the fuck, fuck up, me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Does, wait, does that mean that they're going to add to your problems by finding yes. you a job? Mm, yeah. Uh, Alice, I think they didn't think it through. As, as a side note, my <laughs> wife and I used to go to a boxing gym in New York that was like a like a boxing but not really sort of fitness class kind of thing. And Practicing it was, for the knockout it game. It was legitimately one of those like probably funded with huge tech startup kind of money. Um, and their whole aesthetic was sort of like, we're nerds who like hip hop, but we do boxing. And there was literally like a statue of, of Biggie as Buddha in the, the, the gym. And like there were like Tupac lyrics everywhere. And I was just like, I realized this is just a type. Why would you have now. those two things in the, the same building? Uh, I, I mean, Biggie, I get DSA. New York, right? But fucking Tupac, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, Tupac it, was it's, born it's, in New York. It's pure, like, it's pure Kamala Harris it, shit, it, which is yeah, like. Yeah, it's really, really weird. It's like this bizarre objectification. Of, and it's like, by the way, we, welcome to our boxing class, like a boxing gym where it's $25 per class and like basically every but who teaches here is not what is, is not black like there's mm. there's very very few black clients there's very very few black instructors it's all for white and asian people mm. and it's just like it's this 
the sort of like like you just said the weird kind of cringe commodification of hip hop and always like 90s hip like always nothing that's particularly like relevant nowadays but rather just like yeah. this idea that it's, it's sort of like the golden oldies of hip hop kind of shit yeah, well, it's, this is basically it was the same thing as do, then, right? this is like doing a tech company and using the Bee Gees just like the cocaine they were all doing <laughs> well it's that, um, it's that they, they, I think people like dorks like 1990s hip hop because it can't they, hurt you like well, there's, also, there's, there's no uh, there's no people around like with opinions like Britain is racist there's so also to make been, you question their hip hop. There's also been enough time that's passed and enough scholarship written about it that yeah. you can basically pass it off as a bourgeois taste. Where all, all a lot of the music that is popular among younger people right now, all like this startup wouldn't be. I don't know. It wouldn't quote like I don't know. Fucking like Boonk or like Vince Staples or something. Yeah. Like that. There's no. It's, there's no way. It's, it's basically. It, it, it's basically like n- there's no greater nerd supernova than people who work in tech and describe themselves as Wu Tang fans. Like, yes. It's just. Well, it's bad. Just, just, we'll on. just on a physical level, when I think of boxing, I think of Biggie, like an extremely mm. large <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, because the thing about boxing is being as heavy as possible yeah. for your height. It worked for King, Butterbean. I mean, yeah. King Hippo is a difficult guy to take down. Isn't it? So, <laughs> how, how's it work? So, this is from their, their How's It Work page. Build a digital profile that will use instead of a CV. So, unlike a CV, it's a digital profile mm. where it asks all the same questions. Mm. But it's not a CV. It's a digital profile okay. to match you to the right opportunity. It includes a video, your personality profile, and your uh, key strengths. Why is getting um, a job amazing. going onto a reality show now? Uh, yeah, everything's a reality show. Everyone's doing the high hopes dance. Uh, Every- so they everyone can has a sizzle reel to apply for a job at Ernst and Young. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your 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 job interview is hosted by the disembodied ghost of fucking Scylla Black. Um, <laughs> we, and we you're really with- in a, like a, a shitty British TV mood, huh? Hell yeah, hell yeah! It's Christmas time, baby. It's time to bring out the specials. And we've partnered with some of the world's best content providers to ensure oh. our apprenticeships well, deliver. Because I haven't partnered with us, bitch. <laughs> <A> World class <laughs> learning experience. We think our content rivals what top universities can offer. Whoa. And Famed we for think, their content. <laughs> well, I think I, cla- what is what is a class according to this logic, but content provision. The, What's a tutorial mm. but content provision? Subscribing to my lecturer's Patreon to get an extra <laughs> bonus lecture. <laughs> what is essay <laughs> feedback if not an epic clapback? <laughs> so the, the the point of this startup is let's say, hey, our startup is going to replace university with apprenticeships. In the grand scheme of things, going to office hours is like DMing your faves. <laughs> mm. uh, just what you'd send your like, like a famous person follows you, you DM you DM them. It's like your professor just shutting the office door. Mm. Uh, so I, ha- I hate it when the professor of classics leaves me on red. We're powering a social experiences for apprenticeships to rival relationships that students build at university. So um, they basically made a Facebook or mm. face or like a shitty like f- Facebook uh, replacement to replace university. Well, I, I love that we have now turned universities into like Subway presents uh, Wintonships. And, like, that's still not enough. Now we just have to, like, destroy the university and just do the internships. I love how quickly we... I remember at the start of the election we were talking about the skills wallets and I was like, I'm really looking forward to Oxford University having the Subway Jared School of Business. And, like, we're genuinely... (laughs) We're pretty close to that already. What, six weeks later? That's pretty good. (laughs) Said Um, we were only going to use the lathe of heaven for good now. Damn. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's too far gone. Fuck. Also, like, this, the whole idea where it's like, oh, universities, you build social experiences at them because you're just in the same area as other people neglects that you know, university yeah, you're, takes you're up. You're in like, the same area as hot singles. 
It takes up what four hours mm. of your of your life a day, just you know, going to a couple of lectures and tutorials and revising. But the fact that like you just have all of this time to yourself is just completely elided by this moronic startup. Mm. So they've and th- but instead of having classes, they've partnered with content providers such as General Assembly, Mind Gym, and Debate Mate. <laughs> Wait, debate me? Mate, providing an outstanding learning experience that rivals the very best universities. Ben Shapiro's own proprietary dating app. Yeah, oh, oh, when? who needs to go? Who needs university when you have like working a fourteen-hour-a-day job for four pounds an hour, and you can see all the PragerU university videos you want? Mm. Yeah, it is PragerU. Just emphasis on the U. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's they say, mm. welcome to liberal PragerU. Finally, uh, it's PragerU, mm. but a skills wallet and like an, a job opportunity for young people to learn to code. Oh, I hate this. So it's built. I itself- really want them to hire Joe Swinson because here's the thing: it has built itself as an. Uh, I mean, Milo. Co- Oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, Clegg went to work for Facebook, didn't he? he so did. Joe has just, got to Just hold on to that thought for me. Oh no. So it's the built, the it's, it's built itself it. as, an op- as an alternative to university, but it's actually more like Chris Lowville saying he'll give you $500 if you retweet his tweet, but for businesses. And it's they actually just give it to you um, because, you know, oh, whoops, it's a scheme to funnel money from a one nation Tory social program into businesses. Hmm. So basically, mm. the apprenticeship le- levy is paid by all businesses that earn over a certain amount. And there's going to be a music queue coming up in a moment. But it's an extra payroll tax that businesses pay. And if they hire on apprentices rather than graduates, they can then get it paid back to them and kind of have a free employee. And so just as an experiment, I'm now going to ask uh, Nate to please um, play the theme of Ocean's Eleven quietly Whilst I explain how this startup explains the university, um, uh, sorry, not university, explains the apprenticeship scheme, and it's going to sound like I'm describing an elaborate crime. Will the government pay for my apprenticeship scheme? The short answer is yes. The apprenticeship levy, it works like an additional payroll tax. Set at 0.5% of an employer's annual pay bill, the levy applies to employers with a presence in the UK and an annual pay bill of more than £3 million. Your pay bill is based on the amount of earnings subject to a national insurance contribution. So in a nutshell, any person who is on your payroll and paid through PAYE is included in your pay bill. When you spend an apprenticeship training in England, the government will apply a 10% top-up to your levy account every month. But at the same time, those funds enter your digital account. So for every £1 that enters your digital account to spend on apprenticeship training, you get £1.10. Some employees may find that the funds in their digital account aren't enough to cover the full cost of training all of these apprentices they want to bring on board. And in those cases, the government will contribute 90% of the total cost of the additional delivery. Sounds too good to be true, right? To be honest, there's one catch. Funds expire 24 months after they enter your digital account, so spend them on apprenticeship training. Either lose it or use it, gentlemen. Just abseiling down situation. to the skills wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus, you, you know what this is? This is workfare, again, but it's learned how to code. <laughs> I, the, only, the only word I added was gentlemen at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was as written 
on the startup site. It's free money. They're just giving it away. <laughs> it, Incredible. It, if you pl- and I fully, I fully stand by my thesis that if that overcomplicated government social like government programs like this designed to like subsidize certain business activities, if you explain them over the Ocean's Eleven theme, sound like a heist. You just y- yeah. The, yeah. The government arrives at your front door with a giant comical check from Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> Look, you have to sign it today, otherwise. And there's three guys out the back in a van watching a fucking video feed. (laughs) (laughs) Like the 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 government goes into into like uh, Mm. what is it? Um, like Al Pacino's casino, and it's just like we're going. We we are going to fund your apprenticeships. And there's very little you can do to stop us. Yeah, a Chinese guy climbing through the letterbox of a WeWork for some reason. Oh that no! Comes oh, up, Milo. Oh, oh fucking hell! Uh, what, so that specifically? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. But WeWork does play into the next part of this mm. story. Oh, and here's the God. fact: the last part of this story. So this is uh, one of their headline partnerships, and this is from uh, Wired this magazine. Is the prestige part. Mm. This actually isn't even the prestige this is just part. The turn. There's a further. There's, this is the turn, Beautiful. and the prestige comes in a few minutes. British startup White Hat has now signed a deal with Flatiron, a coding school backed by WeWork. Not the, the stake place. The aim? <laughs> Disambiguation. To finally make apprenticeships work in the UK and help to fill the digital skills gap. Finally make the yeah, end. No, they've never been apprentices in the UK before. It's not like all tradespeople did them. Yeah, it's it's not as though the economy changed around us and the apprenticeship mm. model is no longer very good. The, 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 no, the no, white no. hat is just a flat cap for some reason. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a hip-hop flat cap. Now, I'd like to have everybody hold the lyric, started from the bottom, now we're here, in your mind. If you're listening to mm-hmm. it, hold that in your mind. Everybody else, hold that in your mind. Working with Flatiron, White Hat plans to, plans to send the first group of apprentices on an 18-month software engineering program in October. Note, uh, WeWork is now basically folding. I doubt they will be doing this. Here's the foot to see. Here, here's a quote. If done right, apprenticeships can outflank the best universities, explains CEO Ewan Blair. What? Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, oh. Riley, this yes, is a delicious, yes. delicious amuse-bouche you have brought for us. My what? my dad helped create the world's biggest apprenticeship scheme of all time, taking kids out of out of school and straight into work. It's called ISIS. I'm going to talk about his father later. Oh, oh amazing! Man. Yeah, you and Blair, who sidestepped a potential career in politics. You don't say. Mm, uh, I wonder why. if there were any oh, reasons Jesus. why that might have been the case. So yeah, that's uh, that that's that's White Hat. Why it's, is it called mm. White Hat? Thank you. I don't know. Why yeah. it's good 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 color for a hat. Maybe because like the apprentices wear plucky white hats, you know, like just to, to let you know oh. wherever they are. They all wear, They have to wear chef's hats no matter what they're doing. <laughs> they have to wear Blissimo. chef's hats so they can kiss their fingers. So just and send, take pride sending in their a bunch work. of fucking uh, mm. douchebag apprentices to kill Texas Red. Incredible. When I was a little kid, when mm. I was a little kid in Germany in first grade for the first like semester, we had to wear bright orange hats when we walked to school, so everyone knew if like oh there was a lost first grader that like you know they're like oh he's wearing the, oh, the just first grader a hat. Bully these children sign. <laughs> well, it was more for like because you know we didn't have buses in the town I mm-hmm. lived in, but I'm thinking of that like is this you look it's basically the hat you wear when you're free labor for tech companies and they're not they're mm. absolutely not going to give you a job. It's just you know so it's they can say a they dunce did cap. exactly. <laughs> They've invented the dunce cap. Yet again, the dunce cap was part of the like Catholic penitent penitent uniform that they make you wear during an auto de fe. 
Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm. What's an auto de fe? Uh, Apart from someone you went to school fe, with. What you to sex to do, but you do, do what you anyway. Do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> Alice and I at least have watched Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1. Mm. Uh, an auto de fe would, was the, the um, sort of carnival of purification that would happen after the Inquisition came to your town. Ah. So some people would just be scourged, others would be war- warned, and others would be, would be burned. Sounds like a also, junior diffid minister. <laughs> also, also, the dunce cap, uh, this seems like a folk etymology, but actually was designed to make fun of the scholastic philosopher Duns Scotus. <laughs> wow. What, J- Jeremy Duns Scotus? What? I'm so lost right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> look. I- <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe they have a all. point. Maybe we should outflank universities because all they do is give you this useless knowledge <laughs> that you use to make a podcast with your friends. Mm. Oh, so speaking of uh, schools and universities, uh, I'd like to steer us away from <laughs> you and Blair's like Dunsler. incredible height, du- incredible like what clear seems like a scam but is clearly legal company to like funnel money from payroll yeah, taxes it, 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 back in the, in into this, employers. In this hmm. episode, the role of Ewan Blair is being played by Ray Winston. <laughs> I've sold apprenticeship screams to North, North Haverbrook and Ogdenville, and yeah. by God, it put them on the map. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about fundamental British values, these things that bring us all together. Oh, I love those. Perfect. Um, so, so, we're Devin, back to the racism thing. Devin, of you're, uh, well, we're going to get to that. You're a teacher. Tell me, how do you communicate British values to your students in the form of a TikTok? It's going to be somewhat difficult to do a TikTok. We haven't got one of those yet. We have a bunch of posters about the place that are particularly good. Mm. Yes, and I just have like in this very room. Painstakingly written down everything that appears on this poster, and I would like to ask the audience to attempt to guess what appears. Imagine Britishness. Oh, what we have a te- we have a teacher on once, and we have to do group work. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Can I be on Alice's group? <laughs> no. Uh, you just you moving just the talk seats the whole around. time. Is it just the very British problems Twitter account? Like just like oh, when the, just too much milk in the tea. It's okay. It's it's, it's either it's either Winston Churchill or some yep. or some bullshit about like a like having a cup of tea like in in a burning down house and being like oh this just won't do. No, there is definitely Winston Churchill. He's okay. juxtaposed next to the sentence. Uh, Believe in yourself. I did the Bengali famine. Believe in yourself. <laughs> Believe in yourself. <laughs> One thing that Winston Famously, Churchill should Winston not have done. Churchill did say that. He said, yeah. just have fun with it and believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> bringing, bringing Britain back to the gold standard, setting off an economic crisis. Yeah. Definitely with believe in yourself. Winston Churchill, like, eight bottles of wine in, just grumbling to some woman that she's hideous, but actually it's like a lamppost and falling asleep. <laughs> and it's like, it. ah, British value. It's resting the yeah. nation regarding British World values War. are doing a bloodbath invasion of your enemies, like, southern front. And over some incredibly mountainous terrain. So to speak. Always works. Mm. During during Dunkirk, just Winston Churchill going on TV and talking about how he's getting up at 4 a.m. every day and meditating to defeat the Luftwaffe. <laughs> Winston <laughs> Lowville. Address- <laughs> oh, oh. Yes! I can't do any better than that. Um, so yeah. we do have Winston Churchill. We also have uh, the Queen, which is juxtaposed next uh-huh. to a sentence, respect those that keep us safe. 
Like the queen, for example. I'm not fully sure how she does so. <laughs> the queen hasn't either. Yeah. No, there's no, no burglars exist in Britain. Laser eyes because they the all Basically, no one has to worry about their home being burgled because every burglar in Britain just wants the gold piano. Mm. And so the queen is keeping us safe in that regard. Uh, by you know what I think it is? She's hoarding gold stuff. It's a study in emerald, right? The queen is clearly some kind of... Cthulhu-like being who like anchors us against cosmic horror, but also is driving the entire country slowly insane. Oh, so yeah. she's the emperor. Yeah, well, the queen. The queen is also basically the domestic jailer of all of the country's most dangerous pedophiles. So in that way, she does keep us <laughs> all. <laughs> she's the one. Don't let him out of the palace unsupervised. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. She did cancel his alleged birthday actionable. though. So. <laughs> it was such, it was such an angry mum thing to do. Yeah. It's like I can't believe you've been caught on the Epstein flight logs. We're not going to Laser Quest. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> Back to Winchester. Um, okay. Well, what, the uh, actually, to be fair, legally, the Queen is the jailer of all the country's most dangerous paedophiles because she's the jailer true. of every prisoner because they're all at Her Majesty's pleasure. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know why Her Majesty's pleasure us back. Ah, Devin, you're doing dying. <laughs> I'm going to drag us back because I have a little bit to talk about. Yeah. So we have uh, believe in yourself, we have Churchill. Podcast outside respect, today. Could you be quiet for me, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have show that you know right from wrong. Respect other people's beliefs. Contribute to your community. All these kind of things. We mm. also have mm-hmm. pictures of cricket bats, uh, a black Classic. cab, a mini. Uh, a red phone box. A we football. have John McDonald taking a cricket bat to a mini because they didn't pay their taxes. <laughs> yeah. We have Tower Bridge. We've got Shakespeare, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a keep calm and carry on sign, of course. Oh, because okay. cringe. But posting cringe is one of the most universal British values of all. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. But is, is Tower Bridge labelled London Bridge, as on the seminal Fergie album, London <laughs> Bridge, where she's clearly photographed on Tower Bridge? I did have to double check, but mm, it wasn't. Yeah. And there are no less than eight total poppies. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. So, heroin is a key British value, to be fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Rory Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. So codified, there are exactly four fundamental British values. And I'm mm-hmm. going to ask people to try to guess them. Uh, respect has yeah. to be. Genuinely, yeah. Respect for and tolerance of those of different faiths and beliefs. We will get back to that. So, wait, sure. is prevent also one of the? It val- ties in to prevent yeah. that last one. We, mm. we we respect for other. Uh, we respect other people of different beliefs, unless they seem to like them too much. In which case, we'll have the police harass them forever. As long mm. as they're actively mm. trying to stop, we respect any beliefs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it? Uh, is one of them titties? Not quite. I'm afraid. No, Individual that's liberty. A shame. Uh-huh. Individual liberty. Well, I guess that's titties in a way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Okay, well, t- I think titties mm. are folded into what we're talking about here. <laughs> I love to fold uh, into titties. titties into everything I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Um, okay, and individual individual liberty. Uh, again, unless you are one of like forty different prescribed groups. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, mm. we'll get back to that. Yeah, there's no take group a liberty. strong stance in defense of Hezbollah on the podcast. Mm. Uh, carry on. We had to cut that out from earlier. <laughs> we also have democracy, of course. Classic, uh-huh. emblemized by the last. We couple love of democracy weeks. unless it gets a bit too democratic, and yep, then yep. no. Democracy sc- crucial. And if the, did they leave off not the economy? There's an unwritten not the economy after it. Mm. Mm. And then finally, you gotta love the cops. 
It's important. The Rule cops. of law. What? The cops. Oh, wow. The police, oh. the Rosas. So, uh, you you'd think that would just be respect. They've got respects twice. No, rule of law is its own mm. one. Oh, you have ah, to respect damn. that differently and m- more. More, yeah. Apparently. Mm. It's, uh, you, you have to... Re- it's, it's any law, from the corn laws to the laws like prohibiting travelers from mm. existing. Uh, they're the all Act. great. you got to respect him. Mm. Yeah. No, um, not EU regulations or directives, though, because no, those no, no, are no, no, laws. Those no. are regulations and stuff. And certainly not the European Commission on Human Rights. Oh, have, no, that's the one we want to. In fact, we want to make our own laws that are about yeah. respecting our yeah. laws, where mm. we can tell people to be individually liberated, liberated, and respect our. Fuck it, we're going to do fascism. We're going to make our own law. Like, this is like some mum's basement ass patriotism. Like respect the laws. Brackets, no gay shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just live. Love, love poster for fascism. Awesome. Yeah. I'm amazed that there wasn't one of those on that. Live, poster. love, live, laugh, love our white children. Yes. Um, anyway. Uh, carry, please carry, carry on when you can compose yourself. <laughs> so these are codified within uh, the teacher's standards, which is a boring piece of paper. It's eight standards. Most of them are very anodyne. Number one is you have to just carry like, them into battle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's number four. Number one <laughs> is you got to set high expectations for progress. Eight is like behave well. Seven mm-hmm. is behave well. And six is like make productive use of assessment. So these are all very anodyne. But yeah. just interspaced in there in the middle is mm. being British. Uh, nice. <laughs> codified. <laughs> is, 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 that the, is that the only one that's a state of being? Like that all of the others the seem to involve one. some kind of positive action. Whereas this one just like is inherent. Well, in fact, this is, I was talking to, to Devin before this, and what they said was the actual, in that new labor brought about this change where we took, where one of the, one of the standards was to not undermine British values. That was, that was the conservative. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes. So, so the new labor brought in the British values standard, but they brought it in as not undermine. Uh-huh. And then in 2015, the conservatives changed it to actively promote British values. Yep. Mm. It was a small change. Uh, so the new Labour government, they brought it in because they were concerned that Welsh people were considering themselves to be Welsh and not British. Scottish people considered themselves to be Scottish. English people did consider themselves to be British, but that's because they didn't see a distinction between the two uh, mm. terms. Mm. So we set out this concept for a, a set of values that would encompass Britishness as a whole. Um, so new Labour too, what they, yeah. what they actually so wrote down. Who, Devin, what's, what's your favourite way to undermine British values? I've been thinking about this lately because of the result of the election and the possibility in the next decade that you might legitimately see both Irish reunification and Scottish independence, mm. leaving us with a rump state of England and Wales. I mean, I don't particularly expect Wales is going to become independent. The two genders. That would be, that'd be a bit, <laughs> bit much, but who knows? But the point being here that... Cornwall. If the, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. And, and, and independent we're, we're just Cornwall. One boys, massive, Cornwall. There's going to be a new European Union that's just Celtic nations. They're just going to be arguing about fucking bilingual signs forever. Nothing else is going to get done. Every <laughs> sign will be in like Manx and yeah. Breton and, ev- and fucking Every sign the Gaelic Cornish. on there just says, uh, I'm out of the office at the moment. If you have anything for translation, please send yeah. it to my <laughs> Massive Brythonic versus Goidelic uh, civil war in the Celtic mm. Union. But I guess mm. the point I'm trying to make is that there's obviously like so much of a resurgence of English nationalism, which 
to me at least, seems almost by default exclusionary of anyone who isn't white. And so as a result, like if England become, if, 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 if in, you know, 10, 15 years time, we're living in the king, kingdom of England and Wales and British is no longer like, you know, the adjective or the demonym, then in a sense, it's sort of like, what does this as like this artificial construct of Britishness, which is like, <laughs> have a British passport and, and, and love the cops. Um, it doesn't seem like it's going to last very long because I don't really think that anyone who really gets a hard on for mm-hmm. calling themselves English is going to see anybody who isn't white as English, even if they are British citizens born and raised here. Etc. You see what I'm getting at? Uh, I, I do see the problem, and that is the the problem. I have it's, no answer for that. Cool. That's the issue. Yeah. No. We're just. Mm. It's. It, we're feeling like we love to feel like Yugoslavia in the 90s. Uh, no. What what oh, we're going to be yes. is we're going to be Italy in the 19th century, mm. uh, where we're just going to be a a patchwork of ever changing city states with like companies of condottieri riding between them and, and I attacking can't wait one another. To be in Kes Dugdale's mm. flying column. <laughs> We're like, the question what, is, are we going to be the pizza Englishman or the bikes Englishman? Well, I, thought, I thought you'd get a kick out of this too. That um, uh, there was uh, similarly, uh, there was the map that recently came out about like, what if only eighteen-year-olds could vote? What would if only sixty-five-year-olds could vote, et cetera? Like, you know, what the results would be. And it seemed like the, the one was only eighteen to twenty-five. Like, based on percentages, for some reason, Kings Lynn would be Tory, and everywhere else would be Labour. And be like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> for some reason, there's just like this insane Tory citadel of yeah. young people. Like, all yeah. of the at five hundred Twitter lives there. No, no, what it is mm. is it's just all Mister Burns dressed like Jimbo. Yes, they're all wandering <laughs> around in like gigantic suits. <laughs> um, but uh, so, getting back to this, also, we we have this thing where New Labour brings in. Where they're sort of, they have this anodyne set of, of policies that could probably play well on a front page, don't really do anything, and give no one any particular instruction. You're just supposed to not undermine the rule of law as a teacher. So, like, okay, mm-hmm. you can't be like a, an illegalist as a you teacher. Can't, you can't be like wheeling in the TV to show them the Osama bin Laden tapes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like at, at, you know, you're not allowed to promote autonomism in your students, which, does, you know. Does anyone have the key for the cabinet with the VCR in it? I have this. This news from the shake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then we, we, much like so many, I think, um, anodyne liberal programs, it after a moment of sort of natsack panic when G- when we get jihadi john the um oh, yep. the british um the british isis guy who was in all of those beheading videos he does pe right um well, <laughs> it, well he dresses it, like it, 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 it comes, was all to do with him it, it comes out that he was that he was british um and then the cameron government sort of looks at this british values statement and then turns it into this positive statement okay now you have to actively promote british values mm. and so this anodyne pointless ephemeral liberal plan becomes a way to mm. inculcate sort of reactionary nationalism in students and to turn teachers into the agents of the nationalist fascist yeah. part of the state. We discovered too many teachers fun. were doing the finger point while they taught, and that's how the ISIS people got made. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> no comment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it comes 50-50, half from uh, Jihadi John. They asked his head teacher to give a, a statement about his time at the school, and that kind of mm. helped to cement this idea that teachers were responsible for, or at least like could have prevented... Uh, the actions of these young people who fled to join Daesh. Well, um, they were always top of the class in beheading <laughs> studies. I'm <laughs> not going to talk about beheading studies. That's an extracurricular. You take that oh, yeah. after school. Mm-hmm. So, and the other half was for 7-7 bombing. And as soon as it came out that everyone involved in this was British, it prompted a massive rethink of what it means to be British, specifically and only in regards to 
Muslims. Mm. Great. Weird how so, that happens. Yeah, Who knows? let's not pull up that thread. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, ooh, um, let me talk about it. Yes, yeah, so it becomes explicitly assimilationist after a while. It becomes this change of wording from don't undermine to actively promote. And that change of wording mm. was small enough that they didn't see a reason to actually train us in how to not undermine or how to actively promote Britishness. We were never mm. really taught how to express counter-terrorism or counter-racism in a classroom. No, they, didn't mm. give you, they didn't give you a book by David Kilcullen, the master <laughs> of coin, to try and make you do counter-insurgency? Wait, you weren't convening, you weren't convening Fuck, a shura? Yeah, you, every, you, you every, weren't like convening like moderate local rebels within yeah. the sixth form. To try. <laughs> every, every every lesson just becomes uh, Alan Partridge leading that workshop when Sue Cook pulls out, where he's like, "Now remember the double tap, the terrorist. You want to aim for the center mass. Two shots. Either way, he's going down. Bang, bang. The, he's going down. F- for, form sixty free." Arab army. That's- <laughs> selling a selling a tie and blazer badge set. <laughs> Just like a, get, like a, a, bringing a bunch of like UN development aid, but also a bunch of small arms. Right. Form K. <laughs> the head boy in the other class is actually a moderate faction. We might be able to win over the support of that classroom. <laughs> Well, there's like a Russian teacher who's arming completely different groups within the school. We're doing entryism in the school council. Oh, yeah. I mean, so so, so, so to be fair, this sounds like the educational equivalent of some of the aspects of the hostile environment where, you know, in which Mm. university administrators and estate agents are demanded to, you know, check people's documents and things like that, where, you know, they found ways to use the sort of basically make make people in nominally not security jobs be agents of the security state in a way that's what God, it seems is there like any great basically than being deported by an estate agent like <laughs> actually this cell is very spacious if you look at it from right in the far corner <laughs> got a fisheye lens on yeah oh i love it mm. yeah so Dual i mean aspect clearly in the government's eye the role of a teacher in the classroom changed in 2015 and we moved from being sort of a passive observer to being de facto politicized. Uh, The role of teachers is now mandated that we act as instruments of surveillance via prevent and also the mouthpiece of uh, jingoism Mm. through uh, these fundamental British values, which has been fun, great fun for everyone involved. Because again, and I stress this, no one taught us how to do any of this. Well, I am, just you're just like, you're, you're to trying to mm, teach mm, the mm. difference between meiosis and mitosis. And you're like, and also, uh, please regard this big cup of milky tea that I'm sipping. Uh, and think about <laughs> respect. And uh, like if, 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 if Atos has four hospital contracts. station <laughs> 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 flight leaves Gatwick at 9.50 a.m. <laughs> uh, but also, like, one of the reasons, one of the reasons I suspect you were probably never taught this is that there's this assumption, and this is true with lots of, like, we, we, I often say this, and I found myself saying this more since the election, capital... And in as much as capital is related to the nation state, doesn't have to organize mm. because everybody knows what they mean fundamental British right. values are. I'm going to disagree with you. I think that it's actually cynically quite useful in a like Schmittian sense to have British values remain vague and undefined because it creates a state of exception. You can uh, mm. you can decide that whatever you want is un-British. Yeah, that's actually I think that's that's true because it allows the ground to move under the feet of teachers and students and families 
And yes. until you can decide that saying, well, of course I'm anti-fascist becomes un-British. Yes. It I, becomes I, mm. sort of just acceptance of and reverence of certain symbols. And mm. those symbols are all the ironic ones we talked about. Well, also, like black also not, not, even just, not even just symbols, oh, but totally. like the, the institutions that can then uh, are then empowered to decide what is British and un-British, right? Like if some new guidance comes down, you are going to be uh, uh, deferent towards it because you you already have this thing that says you have to uh, like positively engage mm. these these British values. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mind about all this going to the mosque stuff, but then I found out they weren't putting milk in the tea. So I can't believe that they stopped you from teaching by just screaming the shahada in everyone's face constantly. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> like the fucking sergeant major from Full Metal Jacket. Although <laughs> it's just like conveying everyone to Islam. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard. I've heard that they've actually hired a scurrilous new schools administrator who's going to tap into every PA system at once. And mm. the boss knows exactly what they're going to do, but is unable to fire this scurrilous schools administrator. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that's why Hussein can't be in today. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's um, we were providing cover. You so weren't supposed to mention that. Basically, what we have is: what if your teacher was the cops, both when they come in on like the "don't join a gang" presentation day, and also as a intrusive spying element of the security state? Yep. Where are the cops now? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a cop. I, yes. I apologize. Well, uh, th thank Cancel you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cancel me. I um, mean. You know, we're gonna have to. I, it's very annoying you, that Alice. we still we have one reading left to do because it's I'm. I don't want to have to stand up and salute for the whole thing because the microphones are built into the table. You can you can take them with you on the way up. That should be fine. Yeah, yeah. So, right, I'm going to try to finish up um, because I want you to get on with what you want to do. Right, so woefully inadequate training, absolutely mm -hmm. abysmal. Uh, teachers completely unprepared to critically engage with what Britishness actually is. And so we tend to swallow hook, line, and sinker this idea that Britishness is so narrowly defined as reverence of certain symbols, reverence of certain institutions. And if then I was to guess what, what three of them were, would we say one of them is flag, <laughs> family, <laughs> <laughs> soil, blood, uh, actually only two. Yeah, blood, soil, family, flag, not faith. Oh, no, not the faith wrong faith. Faith was kind of in there, actually. Yeah, not the wrong faith. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so uh, adoption of these symbols displays cohesion. Not adopting them is a cause for concern. You have to act British if you're a child and a teacher, and we get to define what acting British means. Great. So That is very exciting. It's so good. If you aren't acting British, you're a goddamn problem. And guess what? We've changed what acting British means, and you all have to do it now. So mm. what I have got with me is I've got a couple of uh, quotes. It's Dr. Heather Jane Smith, she asked several student teachers right at the outset of their training to say essentially in their own words, what is fundamental British values? Why do you think that it's important? Um, and the terminology that they use in their responses really displays that Britishness can only exist if we imagine it as versus some other. We can conceptualize Britishness only as Britishness is, there's someone who isn't British and we don't like them. Mm. So, classic ones. All right, number one here. Respect to those of all backgrounds, whether religious, racial, ethnic, even if their views or beliefs do not match yours. Oh, how gracious. Try and mm. spot the language. Try and spot yeah. the rhetorical uh, games in here. Yeah. I think it's important to consider the way different cultures integrate into our society, but also how accepting of them we are too. 
Hmm. I love the we and I love the our and yeah. I, I, I love the the neutral viewpoint there. I mean, that's cool. Al, Al, mm. Alice, you brought up a, a Schmidian state of exception yes. earlier, but like, man, that's there really is a lot of um, like like let's update it to talk about Moof, so we're not talking about Carl Schmidt. But there's there's a lot of like sort of Look, what's, unacknowledged. What's wrong with talking about Carl Schmidt? He predicted Hellworld because he tried to implement it. That's true, mm. but um, there is a, there is a lot of this uh, this accepted idea that in order to make an us, we have to have an enemy. Yeah, and it's just in the the a very the variably yeah a very variably defined enemy too. Yeah, so that there so we are all there. It's we are inculcating ourselves as to be in this permanent state of as you said, Alice, exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heather James Smith uh, referred to it as an unnamed other. It can only exist in opposition to something. And you're exactly right. This next one really uh, highlights. I'd imagine what the term fundamental British values means is not specifically British values, but perhaps values that are steeped in Christian morals and what most people would consider what? to What's be uh, what most people would consider to be the morals and values of everyday life. Why'd they ask the history teacher? Wait, let's see who this history teacher really Maurice Glassman. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> you think I, that, I, I, that that's more honest at least. That's more mask off. Uh, you think the the passive acceptance of us as the uh, superior or normal society is good? Check out this one. Uh, I understand that this comment relates to a standard of equality that, in the most recent century, the British people have strived towards. Mm, love yes, to like strive. for example, Not for even. example, what when they doggedly defended uh, Section Twenty Eight from repeal. Uh, when we, we were just the problem with the Mau Mau insurgency yeah. was that they wanted to stop us striving towards equality. The problem with yeah, the, yeah it's just yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. Let's um, let's definitely. Well, it was strive. everyone else's insurgency? You know, they were yeah. they were trying to implement disequality. Mm. <laughs> but the, the thing most- the thing is, they Go weren't ahead. doing British values. Yeah. No, God no, no. They were doing some other values. Yeah, Kenyan so. values, probably. Yeah, the, Kenyan. Them, they were doing them values. It's a, but historically, we kind of considered everyone, even uh, like the empire subjects, to be British, but we mm. never ascribed them Britishness somehow. Whenever we talked about British people, we included all of the subjects, but we, uh, whenever we talked about British values, we were talking specifically about mm. ours. Couldn't Weird. have been anything to do with the colour chart. I don't imagine so. No, 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 no nothing like that. <laughs> These last three are the most powerful ones, and I'll give you space to respond to them after each one, because okay. they are killer. I just um, want to say, I really like having a teacher on. Yeah, it's, it's so structured. It's so structured. I do apologize. We have handouts. Uh, to- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't print them. I considered it. Uh, to recognize and honor each child's ethnicity within the classroom, but not at the expense of disregarding British values. I love having my ethnicity honored. <laughs> I, I, I love I defining British values using British values in the definition. <laughs> it's just Andrew, Andrew Lillico kissing a girl in a carb's feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, uh, Hypothetically. Not even allegedly, just hypothetically. (laughs) We're not saying he's done that. He probably hasn't, statistically. It's a weird thing to do. (laughs) It's very niche. I mean, it is kind of the ultimate form of lowering your gaze. (laughs) So... It's it's the at the expense that's the real killer yeah. one. Mm. <laughs> if they, someone's too ethnic for British values, <laughs> like whoa, we're all in oh, favour no. of honouring ethnicity around here, but could you try and be a bit less Nigerian? Just it's it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's hamming up our tea over here that we're trying to make. <laughs> I, I hate when I have to do a history project on Henry VIII, but we have to delay it for an hour as we all stand around saluting each other's ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> saluting How do the you Italians. Honor an ethnicity. Uh, Carry on. Uh, so all of these responses are clear, us versus them dichotomy without naming the other. 
Uh, the need for these others to assimilate is very overtly expressed in this one.、Mm. Always keeping the focus on the British way of teaching things. So I think some schools say we should yeah, celebrate other the cultures. Yeah, fucking the British way of teaching French. <laughs> Hell yeah! The British way of teaching maths. <laughs> <laughs> Not well is how it went. Bonjour. So I think that some schools say that we should celebrate other cultures, but this statement means children of other cultures should also learn to accept and adapt to the British culture. Oh、mm. god damn! Love to adapt. Yeah, which is wait, I love tea. Making tea right. Improvise, adapt. If you put the、overcome. milk in first, <laughs> yeah. I get that GCHQ know if you put the milk in first. Yeah, that's how it works. It's、yeah. just it's it's again. You think about like the poster that that that's supposed to represent these. Again, what is it? It's it's looking. It's an uncritical love of Winston Churchill. It's a failure. It's a failure to understand what Britain's history actually is like on purpose, and then it's eliding all of those things to do this sort of charming, cool Britannia, black cabs and minis. Oh, our governor spots spot teas right for the old apples and pears. All that fucking horseshit. It's it's reverence of symbols, and it's vague、mm. on purpose, as Alice said earlier. She was absolutely right. Let's talk about right the empty spaces around、like、the gold、Oz. star. Abs.、Uh, <laughs> damn me. <laughs> I, th- I think that it's important to teach children about the rule of law, democracy, and other systems in place in the country in order for them to understand the world in which they live. I do not believe these systems are perfect, but an unbalanced approach to informing children of these topics may enshrine values within them that mean they are not—they、uh, do not fit into normal society in later life. Sorry, what, si- what, what unbalanced si- approach are they scared of? Oh, here it is. Similarly. If negative perceptions of British values are voiced in the children's home, it would only be fair that a teacher provide an alternate view. <sighs> oh, if they're being raised by Jeremy Corbyn, <laughs> <laughs> Stormzy's come round to my house and told my nan that Britishness sucks. <laughs> Damn, he's right. Yeah, yeah、um, uh, he, he unblocked the B day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that they think. It's nice to have that, Mister Storm. <laughs> I like so... him. <laughs> So little、Mr. of teachers、Mr. that your、Mr. role、Storm. was now to be a counter、yeah. to Stormzy. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, teachers spend a lot of their time telling people to shut up.、Mm. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. It all sucks forever. No positive sign off from me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. It's,、uh, <laughs> it's it's great.、Uh, we we love to have just a vague but fervently nationalistic program that just exists to sort of. Cloud are cloud educators.、Uh, what ma- man, many educators' prejudices about、um, non-white children to be able to say, well, of course, I have to, I have well, to. It's the rules, and the、I、rules mean, are vague. Of course, it's vague. Oh, go ahead. No, please go ahead.、Uh, it's vague and it's undefined, and if you don't do it, that's a breach of your statutory requirements. Yes. Yeah. But the other thing is, this is、uh, this is a Cameron policy, right? We live in. Oh, totally.、Uh, it's a Gove policy, actually.、Uh, even better. But we live、yes. in we live under the、Special、Johnson、boy. government now, which means.、Uh, All teachers are now going to be troops. I don't know how that's going to work.、Yeah. Either every troop is going to be drafted into a classroom, or every teacher is going to have to wear camouflage. But yeah, you're you're all yeah, troops now. I got an email、yeah. the other day saying that our new uniform policy is we can either wear subfusk or army fatigue.、Uh, here's the thing, Alice. Remember, Gavin Williamson is the Secretary of, Edu- of State yes, for Education. Yes, I, I recall. Normal man. So, so, sudden,、yeah. Suddenly remembering the geography teacher at Dulwich who was a Lieutenant Colonel in the Combined Cadet Force. Amazing.、Uh, I'm now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a general with the children.、Yeah. <laughs> I run the children's army. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I really, I really do think that CCF instructors should be put on trial for war crimes. 
Yeah, However, child war crimes and child the Hague. Anyway, so, but I just want to say that yep. I'm really looking forward to the Johnson I education reforms when sex education does begin teaching unconventional families. But it's just like the the prime minister has like loads of illegitimate children by like various interns. <laughs> no, like Morris it's a structure of sorts. <laughs> yeah, I, I have one more quote and it's heinous, so I needed to include it. This no, is please. from uh, David Cameron in 2011 at oh, the no. European Security Conference in Munich. A security conference? Announcing an education policy at a security conference? It was. Awesome. In, in the space of about 150 words, he goes from talking about multiculturalism to race to Islam to extremism. This. Yeah. So, and I wasn't even Muslim yet, but I still remember it. I don't have all 150 words because that'd be ages, but I do have this one, which is very, very fun. In the UK, some young men find it hard to identify with the traditional Islam practiced at home by their parents, whose customs can seem staid when transplanted into modern Western countries. Yeah, the problem is that uh, quietest Islam is simp. But yeah. these young men also find it hard to identify with Britain too, because we have allowed the weakening of our collective identity. Britain, Under the also doctrine, simp. We're all simps. I can't pause the game for prayer. It's online. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely strange yeah. gaming wonder, setup where I, you can do it while praying. I wonder Hell what yeah. process would have weakened all of those bonds of uh, collective identity. It starts with an N. Neo oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's neoliberalism. He does say that later on. Oh, yeah. you. Jeez. oh the N word we can say. Wow. Uh, it only gets worse in the last couple of sentences. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Under the doctrine of state multiculturalism, we have encouraged different cultures to live separate lives apart from each other and apart from the mainstream. Like me and my ex-wife, Sandra. <laughs> Come back. We have failed to provide a vision of society in which they feel they want to belong. Uh, no points for this final you, sentence. You worked for uh -huh. the woman who said there was no such fucking thing. There's no such thing as society, but I can't believe that they don't want to be part of our society. Damn, the Joker and Margaret Thatcher are the two ends of the scale. <laughs> uh, there is no Quantum such thing as a society, yeah. but you're living in one. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I got this society. You better start believing in societies. Mm. You're in one. Uh, this final line. I want klaxons after this. We've even tolerated these segregated communities behaving in ways that run completely counter to our values. I agree when private school kids mm. in fucking Hertfordshire beat up refugees mm. in their Burning all-white school. Burning 50-pound notes in front of uh, beggars. Mm. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just called TikTok, right? I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> What's, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, given, given that this country sort of is at the root of a lot of human misery now, what's more British than that? Now. Mm. Damn, and a lot of a lot of misery now and throughout history. What's more British mm. than that? And also, like more specifically, installing uh, the the Saudi royal family in power most recently, uh, thus mm. leading to the uh, boom of Wahhabism yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah, dusting hands off theatrically, and that's the end of that. <laughs> no, well, yeah, look, good we've, thing we've, Adam we've, Curtis will never. We have accidentally introduced this extremely based and alpha ideology, and now to yeah. become simp's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, let's not pull up the thread of how you can sell arms both to the Saudis and to the Israelis and have that be coherent. <laughs> let's uh, let's absolutely not give Adam Curtis the space to make a document. No, it's that's what it is. They're just trying to give Adam Curtis content for documentaries. But the music is upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Curtis walking on sunshine. It's yeah. things can only and get at, better. And at the same time, in Riyadh, some people were having a meeting. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so D Ream plays. Uh, I got a real good they versus we quote here, which is phenomenal. This is oh, what he drop, said. Drop it in and we'll piece it together. Like. Oh, yeah. Put this together somehow, Nate. Thank you. Um, 
he says this after the shit about tolerated communities running in ways that are completely counter to our values, which he doesn't qualify in any other way. He goes, do they, and in square brackets here I've written, Muslims, believe in universal human rights, including for women and people of other faiths? Do they yeah. believe... Do they believe in equality of all before the law? Do they believe in democracy and the right of people to elect their own government? They... Well, we're in we're all in one <laughs> big group chat, so it takes a while to get they... word round. <laughs> uh, do they encourage integration or separation? These are the sorts of questions we need to ask. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've never felt threatened or unsafe in any Muslim community in Britain, the place I feel the least safe is when like I'm standing outside a fucking pub full of Millwall fans. Like just saying it flat out. Like I mean I walked to the studio in a dress and I walked through a white neighborhood and I walked through um a, a Pakistani neighborhood and I got shouted at in one of them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um all right. So I'd like to I'd like to move us on to our, our final short article. Uh, it's by Giles Corrin. Oh, that who, normal man. Uh, one of the Britain's most normal men uh, who is, a, who I love his article writing because like the last time we talked about Giles Corrin, what was very clear is that he dissociates before writing any of his articles and it, they're just sort of more of a dream journal, but a very angry, <laughs> resentful I, uh, yeah. dream journal. Please tell me it's not Corrin. the horny one, is it? Mm. Okay, good. Giles at the time is familiar with the Neruda. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here is some um, magical realism from Giles Corrin. Mm. Um, and it's very short. It's one of these uh, like snippet articles. Oxford dons trembled at my sporting prowess. Oh, off, shit, me. I'm trembling right now. Wait, wasn't mm. his dad an Oxford don? Yes. His dad was like my beating dad. off yeah. him doing sport. Hornily uh, intimidates. Yes. Mm. For 33 Parody. years, I have fumed about not getting into Wadham College, Oxford. Well, that surprises no one. He also still went to Oxford. He went yeah. to a slightly worse but still very good Oxford college. Damn, this is some real cuck shit. Like, just getting really furious about not getting into your first choice of yeah. Oxford College. He went to, like, it's, it's not he, like, he was like, ooh, I was at Lady Margaret Hall. I was at St. Hilda's. Like, no, he was at Keeble. It's a fine college. <laughs> it's still very nice. I love that Riley is still ascribing to the hierarchy of Oxford College. Like, to be fair, if he'd been at Lady Margaret Hall, that, this would have been a fair article. <laughs> I would have stood by it. <laughs> Lady Margaret Hall, dog shit college. It's too far from town. You need a bike. So, what are you going to do in your piss? So Get a normal. This is so yeah. normal. I'm just going to open Again. every episode from now on with half an hour of me explaining that I only applied to universities in Scotland. So it's very <laughs> normal that I didn't go to Oxford. No, um, I, I mean, I went to the worst one of all, so it doesn't even matter. But I went to the middle of nowhere in Wales. Like, come but, on now. Uh, 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 so Corin goes on. I was a nailed on literary prodigy. At the age of 18, what I'm sure happened? you were. <laughs> <laughs> the son of a famous alumnus and a young man, every bit as charming, articulate, and modest as you as you see before you today. Uh, he's and doing they, that thing where he think where you like he pretends that it's self-deprecation, so you laugh, but it isn't. That's very clever. Yeah. yeah. And yet they told me to get bent. I have well, always what believed. He, what if he ever develops a second technique? I, I hope he know I hope it I I hope this never gives him a complex because here's the next mm. page. I've always believed that I was the victim of political prejudice. <sighs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Because well, he's Muslim. 
Yeah, spectator. <laughs> <laughs> spectator, right? Giles Coran. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a good bet. That's spectator- my new screen name. Still, that's a new Twitter account. Spe- spectator article. Uh, spectator and Times writers are not born; they are made. Mm. Um, Wadham was then in the grip of a Marxist clique centered on that high priest of Stalinist wazookery, Terry Eagleton. St- ha- Stalinist, excuse me. A st- a high priest just, of- Terry Eagleton is just a literary theory guy. Yeah, he's also a high priest of Stalinist wazookery. Wazookery. What is wazookery? Well, he's he's trying to call a bazooka that fires piss. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to, no, it's like the Wario bazooka. No, he's trying to call him a wazak, but he's <laughs> bazooka, not. Bazooka, but the noise it makes is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry, <laughs> Terry Eagleton is is like is a literary theorist who like um was like sort and of a, like who a, haunts like a this man's dreams for some reason. Well, it's one of these things, right, where they're just like the a lot of like. Insane people like to think that um, the Frankfurt School was secretly plotting the downfall of Western civilization by writing stuff like, you know, like, like, by, like by writing um, the dialectic of enlightenment or whatever. Yeah, of course, it's, it's the, the Frankfurt same- Academy now. Yeah, it's oh, it's the same. Right. <laughs> Please don't. I have PTSD. It's, over where, all the, where all the kids learn to make the little sausages. It's, this, it's the same. It's the exact. It's the same kind of thing where you're just like ah these mar- uh, these like just Marxist literary theorists are trying to destroy the world and me personally. I mean, this is they're trying to form the personality of young Canadian fancy lads. This, this is this is legitimately no different than our joke about Jeremy Corbyn put shit in my pants. But yeah. like, it's basically saying the Frankfurt School, the Frankfurt School poisoned the minds. Of the people on the admissions committee and thus yeah. I wasn't as a literary genius I wasn't allowed in like I I didn't get into Northwestern I applied to two schools Indiana University and Northwestern I didn't even get waitlisted why because I was a fucking lazy high school student and my application essay sucked and like I had good test scores but you know it's like I'm sure I that they, they didn't have a, a fucking oversupply of kids from suburban schools with bad grades who were lazy but had good test scores like come on I didn't fucking get in I don't care that was hmm. 17 years ago like yeah. I don't give a shit anymore, and the idea that, you, that this guy's older than me, richer than me, more successful than me, any of us really, and the idea that he's like I'm fucking mad, like it just blows my mind that a that like that he cares, and b that this is the kind of thing that one decides to publish in the Spectator. Yeah. Like this is like an angry times, like, yeah. This is like, yeah, this is like an angry grievance letter that would get you know like that they would get put in like a letters to the editor thing where like well we kind of have to publish well, it what, even if it's what completely does he insane. Think, what does he think would be different? Is what I want to know. Well, like what, what what different course would his life have taken if I had gone to if like the University of Edinburgh had given me an unconditional instead of a conditional? I would be Robbie Travers now, and that's fine. But like mm. I, I'm not. Writing, uh, you know, uh, five hundred words about it. Well, maybe he wouldn't have been that insane. You know, he would have had some kind of formative experience at Wadham and Gomorrah, and then he would have, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's. I think it has a very nice garden. But anyway, um, <laughs> fucking hell, right? Of I course. have no idea what anything is. Uh, no, so <laughs> you might a garden that's excellent for sodomy. <laughs> I guess that's the college I went to. If anything, no, so uh, uh, more on Peterhouse later. Yeah. Uh, no, so basically. Uh, he's, I think, Alice, to sort of speak to something you were saying here, right? Mm. That all of these personal experiences of every imagined slight at the, at the sort of on the part of some like academic or sort of cultural establishment that's inherently lefty is all that the right and that includes Corin and Times columnists and all these people, that's all they have left because they've won yes. politically. T- Terry, have, Terry Eagleton yeah. is living rent free in Giles Corrin's head. Mm. And that's yeah. very strange. Like the, that's one of his more lasting direct personal impacts. 
Well, of course, D- Terry Eagleton would look at this as a text apart from the authorship of Giles Corrin. You know? <laughs> this would so, be a standalone. Here's the thing. He get, Giles Corrin goes further. Um, Terry Eagleton, to whose study I showed up for my interview in my public school cricket uniform oh, two weeks before the official interviews uh, began. Being, it's on the poster, folks. Cricket's on the poster. Being due, Damn. being due the following day to travel to India on a combined Westminster and Eton cricket tour of India. Again, uh, yeah, uh, wait, earlier you said you were a, a literary genius. You've just used the same word twice in the same sentence. Look, you, <laughs> if you're in the first 15... You should get to take your pick of Oxford colleges. It's just as simple yeah. as that. I love to go on the combined Eton and Westminster uh, cricket tour of India to Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that is the kind of thing every, the Emiratis every time, would every license. Every time I read yeah. about these things, uh, I've been on these things. I've been on the combined public school tour to fucking God knows where. And every time mm. it's like, the That's world would probably that, be... Mass, mu- like much, much improved by like a plane crash in the right the, place. The coalition cricket tour to the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> naturally, I reasoned later. The communist windbags had been appalled by my imminent colonial japery and gave me the heave ho. But colonial then, what the gave me the heave ho. Come yeah. on now, you just you just didn't get accepted, what Giles. A sentence. They weren't given the heave ho. You just weren't allowed in. I hate it. And when you I- still went to fucking Oxford. I hate it when I try to get into an Oxford college and then I get picked up by my legs and f- my hands and feet and swung <laughs> theatrically just, out like, the doorway. I had a hat and they throw out the cricket cap after. Yeah, him. I ca- I came into the interview and Terry Eagleton gave me the birthday bumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then. Then, a strange thing, in his excoriation of plans to remove the first-class cricketing status of British universities, my colleague Mike Atherton wrote yesterday about the anti-cricketing creep at Oxford and Cambridge, from the time when both universities could hold their own against the counties, to the days of blind adherence to academic scores which saw sporting brilliance positively discriminated against. Before my admission interview, the former England captain wrote, I was advised to not mention that I played cricket, so I went there with no one the wiser, and into Cambridge, Athers duly got. Just for the benefit of those at home, I've just witnessed Riley try to raise his finger to stop Alice speaking, who is not in the room. No. <laughs> the thing, no, the thing is, he was going to do the Shahada. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He's, he's doing an ISIS video. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, again, literary genius. The self-evident literary yeah. genius of Giles Corrin, who was worried that it was the communists that stopped him from getting into Wadham, but instead it was some strange anti-cricket prejudice. Racism against cricket. That, um, I I well, actually, you can't be racist against cricket because it's one of the most ethnically diverse sports on the world. But no, I mean, actually, the only British value, right, is that Oxford and Cambridge students should not be good at being students. They should be able to beat professional cricketers at cricket. That is the only British value. <laughs> it's this perverse, like, when you boil it down, that's the only thing left like Giles Corrin everything Giles Corrin thinks is like the microcosm of like what British values basically boil down to like oh, I don't know I mean, my dad went to Oxford so why Why I didn't really realise there was going to be a process I just kind of showed up <laughs> and I had the cricket thing on so either like either fuck me or don't but I get in <laughs> just, just showing up in crotchless kick cricket <laughs> show, showing up naked but for some oh, shin someone guards. did go to Dulwich <laughs> <laughs> just showing up with like a note passing it slowly across the table that just says my dad is very rich I'm not wearing a cup (laughs) Uh, Devin he goes on if only I had been given such advice for now I clearly see that Wadham turned me down not because
because I was the imperialist spawn of a TV celebrity devil, but because they feared my brilliant future as an international cricketing hero would distract me from my studies. They feared me. They feared yeah. Giles Corrin. Jo- jo- Giles Corrin, a very excitable man who reviews restaurants and posts on an alt. <laughs> oh, that's who he is. So, right, right like, it's... um. Because the, the whole point of, if you want to like t- dial it back to like fundamental British values and why, why people feel this need to always like elide and disguise and apologize for like the problems of British history and all this, is it's because like Giles Corrin, they cannot shake the idea that they are the protagonists of reality. Riley. And mm-hmm. that, yes. You're doing an Adam Curtis thing. <laughs> and then a very strange thing happened. We all turned into Giles Corrin. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how. Maybe that's what In we have, That's what we have to do with the left. Is we all have to close our eyes and then turn into Giles Corrin. I'm going to review so many fucking restaurants. We're replacing the mm. entire fundamental British values with just one, and it's dress up real fancy and kill an animal. <laughs> oh my god, Alice, do you want to be the gettingyourdicksuck.com restaurant correspondent? Oh my so god, yes, please. Yes. Start reviewing restaurants. Yes. Mm. Uh, on, a, on a purely on a basis of like one to five pillars of how Islamic they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I get cancelled for uh, giving the Iranian one next to me sex. oh my uh Mm. anyway that was uh that was giles corrin's most recent article that he seemed compelled to and indeed paid to write got Mm. money for that yeah Mm. there you go you know i I mean newspaper columns are just therapy for the world's dumbest people yes uh, well, look, it, we need. That's that's the thing. That's my my vision of a socialist utopia is that there is workfare, but everyone just has a column. Every single person has a column. <laughs> that's the future. Getting your trash dick We have a fifth column. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's um that's been that's been a minute. So I want to say, Devin, thank you very much for coming into the basement today. No worries at all. It's been lovely to teach us about fundamental mm. British values and keep the children in line. This episode Fantastic. wasn't very Christmassy. I was I was told well, it's that we're Boxing have a Day. Uh, it's Boxing Day. We're recording it on Hanukkah. Uh, yeah. You guys are all apostates, so fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Christmas. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, you fuck, don't fuck th- you. I did eat earlier. Right? So we're, we're, like, we're missing. Players? We're missing the, the crucial element, the the Shia element of our yes, unintentional. We need a, a racist trash future uncle to come in and get drunk and start <laughs> talking about the common agricultural policy or something. <laughs> I can do that. I had to design a, a crop rotation for one of my. Things at university, so I can start getting mad about agriculture if you want. Oh, nice! Oh, just really instead instead of any Christmas thing, we just do an Ashura special. <laughs> God, yeah. So, um, I just also want to say uh, to you, the audience, uh, thank you for yet another uh, fantastic year of ups and downs, mm-hmm. uh, and we look forward to talking to you again either before or just slightly after New Year's in 2020. But thank you to Ginseng for the use of our theme song. It is called Here We Go. Find it on Spotify. And also, we are apparently going to be doing a live show at Goldsmiths University on the 23rd of January. So if you go to Goldsmiths University, we are going to do a live show on the 23rd of January. The ticket link I don't think is live yet. We found out at short notice. Mm. (laughs) We... We, we we agreed to do it and then forgot the email. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Mark Francois notice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. Uh, so we do hope to see you all there. We'll announce it again on the main feed. But again, thank you for listening and, and being with us and being here with us in the Patreon. 
and we look forward to spending another year together. Mm.